Hello and welcome to Guilty Pleasure, the podcast that celebrates, elaborates, and experiences our odd interests. I'm Amanda Salvatore. And I'm Jackie Rayal Bell. And today's guest was Lindsay Stidham. We she is a um screenwriter and the host of the Welcome to the Clambake, which is an amazing feminist podcast you guys should totally listen to. And we talked about marijuana. It was uh, a really great podcast, and we think you guys will really enjoy it. Yeah, super eye-opening. So uh guys. If you're interested in getting some squeaky clean, smelling good in all natural ingredients, scrub check, those pits. Scrub those pits. Get get clean with some Cartel, Cartel Supply Co. Co. Wow, I, I feel like I'm met. I'm no, right now I am so not high. By the way, <laughs> though I totally sound like I am. So, Cartel Supply Co. is uh, an all-natural soap company that we really dig, and they have actually passed on some savings to you guys. So you can go to their website, cartelsupplyco.com, and enter in the code guilty and get 20% off your purchase. They have uh, some really great soaps. My personal favorite is the Black Bar and it smells like vanilla and it is delicious and you smell like vanilla for the rest of the day, but it's not too overpowering. Very natural. Very nice. Love it. I smell super good right now. Uh, So check them out and uh, if you'd also like, as always... A review on iTunes. Jackie, tell them about our review on iTunes. So if you please. leave a five-star review on iTunes and in the body of your message, on the body of your review, if you list your personal guilty pleasure, Amanda and I are going to start doing a little something-something in the next couple of weeks where we'll riff off your guilty pleasure. So if you say, oh, my guilty pleasure is uh, home improvement, Amanda and I will talk about that for three minutes and tag it on to the end of our future episodes. TV so, show or uh, TV show or, uh, or just like improving your home? Uh, it could be well. We'll figure that out when when it comes through. You know, <laughs> we'll go. figure that out in the moment of the improvised bitch that we'll do. Um, guys, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. The soberest person. <laughs> yeah, that's, quite a, that's quite. That's quite the decoration. I don't do like any drugs really, and I also um, get don't, the fuck don't out. Don't drink yeah. very much anymore. Really? I used to drink a lot in my twenties. Well, who? Who? Like who, a whole lot. Who did? I feel it? like a I've like lot. been there, and I just feel like I've been there and done that. So it's like, just like even like a rare well, occasion that I even drink anymore. But. I think the thing with drinking is, you know, there's a lot now, now a lot of factors. Like when you're younger, you don't you don't think about the consequences. But now yeah. it's like, all right, what do I have to do tomorrow? Yeah, I have to do the, two podcast recordings, uh, <laughs> and I have to be here at eleven. So maybe I can only have make it have a drink, two. Drink. Oh, my car's also here. Oh, uh, that is a big yeah. LA problem. Yeah, is the, you know, the drive home. You know, it's like also like I want to, you know, maybe I want to go for a run tomorrow. You know what I mean? So it's like. Yeah. You, you want to have a day? Yeah, a day. Because now when I get drunk, um, the next day is cancel all plans. We're ordering in. I get yeah. I get hungover as I drink. I like know. that's how old I am. Is <laughs> that as I'm consuming alcohol, I'm like, I feel like shit. Like I, I get like a buzz for like 20 minutes and I'm like, youth, I still have it. And then 10 minutes later, 
I'm home. I'm in my bed. It's spinning. It's spinning. <laughs> and I'm done. And then the next day, I have to cancel all plans. Mm. Yeah, I want to have like a drink these yes. days. That's it. Yeah. And a good drink, too. Yeah. Nothing pisses me off. I know, than no a cheap bad time. drink. I, yeah. wait, was it with you that I got margaritas and they were shit? No, I, when Chelsea was in town, my girlfriend Chelsea, from, my uh. comedy partner from New York, was in town. She's on the podcast. She was great. She, uh, her she and I, was all right. No, her and I got margaritas, and they were just bad. And Where I was like, you? "We were on the west side, so like I'm not. I'm in. I'm yeah. more East LA. Me too. So I really don't know the west side that well. So I was going off recommendations from other people, and we got margaritas at this place, and they were just bad. Here's the problem with bad margaritas in Southern California. You're in Southern, Southern California. Calif- like if I order, law. if That's- I order a margarita <laughs> in Portland, Maine, I'm not. My expectations are pretty low. Yeah. But, but if here, I'm in uh, in Venice, in California, give me a good margarita. Yeah, I yeah, know really. how to do that thing. Yeah. yeah. But, Lindsay, welcome. Hey, welcome to welcome the podcast. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks. Sorry, we like got into it oh, real good. quick. So uh, I want to know what you drink. Lindsay, first, before we even talk about the topic, what are, what's your drink of choice if you're having a drink? Oh my god, I love I do love a good old fashioned. Like I yeah. do like whiskey. Nice orange peel. But also mm-hmm. exactly. But like yeah. it's gotta be a good whiskey. And then like unfortunately for my weight, like the older I become, the more I've enjoyed a beer. Yeah. Like I really do like a beer, especially in summer. Oh mm-hmm. yeah. And, uh, outside, yeah. having a beer outside totally is one of the best feeling. It's such a nice joy. And yeah. I'm like not a wine person even though we live in California. Oh, I love like, wine. red wine gives me a headache even when me it's too. good. Me too. Even when it's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have a tough time with wine. I, yeah. I could do a Prosecco which is technically a wine, but there's bubbles in there and all that. And to yeah. me, that's like light and refreshing. And you'll get like a ooh buzz. Totally. I don't know if you guys experience the ooh buzz, but that's what I want to achieve. Yeah, You totally. know what I mean? Totally. Um, but yeah, I get I get that. I get a yeah. good beer outside. So nice. But you're not here to talk about beer. No. No, I'm not here to talk you're about, talk about to, You're here to talk about the new thing that you've just newly discovered, which is? <laughs> I So I was just saying this whole, we launched into this by me saying like, I'm a pretty sober person, but I'm definitely a little stoned right now, for sure. I injured my knee so bad I went to the emergency room just four, day, four days ago, I guess. Yeah. Oof. Um, <clears throat> and I also like... Uh, have like a tough Midwestern dad where he's like, shake it off, shake it off. And literally that voice is in my head, which is why I let it get to the point that I was in an emergency room this past week in Los Angeles, which is always a fun ride. Oh, my God. But they gave me a tramadol there, which is an opiate. And um, I hate opiates. I was rolling. I didn't give a shit about anything. I can imagine. Jeez Louise. <laughs> I was in the emergency room for eight hours, and they're like, how are you doing? And I'm like, great. I'm fine. I'm feeling <laughs> super good. Didn't give a two shits about anything. Well, what happened to your knee? So Tell us the story. I was trying to be, I was trying to start my new year with resolutions like everybody. Oh, and God. I was like, I'm going to run a half marathon. I'm going to do it. So, and, and I actually like running. I don't hate it. And I was doing it a couple of years to lose weight for my brother's wedding. And it's every, everybody knows if you want to lose weight, the fastest way to come off is to run. And LA is all concrete, y'all. Concrete jungle is like a true statement. So I was up to like 
I was running like four to six miles regularly in January and then like my knee just went out and I'm oh. like what the hell like I've never really had knee problems it went out at a junior high dance it's like the only other time I can remember feeling like this um real cool I was like dancing too hard not even kidding dancing to daddy yankees Dan- like gasolina <laughs> just yes committing. Yeah, right. everyone remember that song yes yes I do yes. dame mas gasolina from the window and then Por also <laughs> um, probably to that or who knows what probably to like Lil John. yeah hip hop music to the I wall. thought was like you know it was you like can- in college when that song came out oh. <laughs> Jackie's dating yeah. me I love it. That's so you so you busted it up at a dance. I busted now it up at a dance in junior running. high, and that's the only other time in my life I've been on crutches. I had to be on crutches. They were like, "You fucked your knee." You also maybe have scoliosis, but then they like took it back. They're like, "You, you're fu- we take your it spine back. is fine," <laughs> but like be on these crutches for a month, and that's like the last time I was on crutches. But I was like little, and who knows what I really did? I think I probably just pulled something, and I was like fine in like a week. But um, from running on concrete, a tiny chip of bone chipped off in my knee, which I. I guess is very common for runners, especially if you're running mainly on concrete. Like if you want to run, like find a track, find some, find a nice softer path. Like running on concrete, I guess, is really terrible for your knees. It's terrible. And so um, like my knee was like going out between January and now, but it was like healing itself really quickly. And I saw a PT and she was like, I think you just have a meniscus tear. And if you just stretch, it's going to heal. She was not correct. I had a tiny piece of bone floating around. And so it finally got stuck in between two ligaments. And that's why I was like, oh, my God, I'm in so much pain. I'm going to the emergency room. Like, I don't even know what's happening. I couldn't stand on it. I couldn't straighten it. Like, a couple days ago, like, not at all. And, like... So, yeah, you could not ER. shake it off. You were the could opposite not of shake shaking. it off. She could you were not, not Taylor off. Swift. Yeah, no. in that moment. Yeah. So they gave you an opiate at the hospital. I did, and um, I asked them too because, like, I'm a little afraid of opiates. I once like drank on an opiate like recreationally because I was like young and an idiot and somebody gave me a pill and I that's like the only other time where I thought I was gonna die I like literally was like I think I might die today (laughs) she's Louise yeah like oh you can't fuck around like you just can't fuck around so I was like what are you giving me is it addictive and they were like this is the least addictive one and I like googled it later I feel like that's what they always say (laughs) that's the least addictive one hi we're doctors hi we're doctors see all this money behind us we didn't get it from the thing we're about to give you yeah and they run an ER with crazy animals Angelina's walking in and they were fucking handed and tram it all out like candy because like Shuts they got people up I they guess. gotta run in ER in LA all day I don't blame them and also in the moment I was so grateful for it and I wanted to I like made a note to myself to like say this I just want to say this like in general uh for anybody who is in like pain this is the first time in my life where I know I'm gonna have sustained pain for like probably a month because the bottom line is, is I have to have surgery to get out that piece of bone otherwise this is just gonna like keep happening so um I've never had to experience prolonged pain, and I just want to say, like, literally, my heart goes out to you. Um, Like, I'm a pussy, and I just have to deal with this for a month, and I know people have to deal with it for, like, their whole lives of, like, being on opiates, how to manage pain, how to manage all kinds of stuff, and my heart goes out to you. And the second thing I want to say is, like, I'm not a doctor, because I did want to, like, say some, like, a few facts that I have, Oh, so I'm not introducing you as Lindsay's uh, MD. (laughs) Doctor. Doctor. (laughs) Doctor Lindsay? No. I'm not a doctor. I'm just learning about marijuana. Like I said, like, I was, like, the sober 
ever does maybe driver like in high school and college. But I just decided like I don't want to take opiates. I might take one or two the two days after my surgery, but I don't want to be on opiates for a month. No. 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 And they gave me enough to be on opiates for a month. Like I have a prescription. Like I could do it all month. I could. Who knows? I could sell them. But you're gonna I get take so that back. many. I'm not gonna do that, Donald Trump. I'm not gonna sell them. Oh no! I was just gonna say you're gonna get so many text messages from people like, "Yo, so I heard you on that podcast." Uh, yeah, what's I was up? just I was just planning out my email to you yeah, for later. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, or am I? But I did look this up today because I got really curious. So tramadol is actually technically a narcotic, and it's not a traditional opiate. So I guess it is slightly less addictive, but it is like the one that like if you mix, like you are dead. Like that's the first warning on it they're like be careful what medications you mix it with be careful if if you have one drink like you could die if you're on tramadol like it is a super powerful narcotic so straight up i was like i don't want to be on narcotics for a month if i don't know like if my level of pain is going to be comparable to today i have to do something about it fortunately it's not it's like gotten better every day already and the swelling has gone down but like even to get through the weekend i was like i need marijuana like i just know that's what i need yeah (laughs) so you started experimenting with marijuana Marijuana then. Yeah, well, I went to my first CCA, which is California Caregivers Association. Oh, I know that one. I've yes. been to that one. It's all ladies. It's all ladies. It's pretty badass. Of course, I'm going to express my feminism making major marijuana purposes <laughs> purchases. So I went for the first time this past week, and um, I got a bunch of stuff. And then I also today was just researching because um, where I am now with pain is like I just have kind of like a doll pain it's just mm-hmm. like it's like a four on like a 10 scale which a couple days ago I was like on a 10 so um but I kind of feel like this is maybe what it's going to be for a month which is like also definitely annoying so um so I was like what is even like the connection of the pain in the brain and your nervous system is hyper aroused is basically what's happening is is that's the signal you're getting. So it can manifest in like both pain and anxiety. You're on high alert. You're like on extra high alert the whole time because your body is trying to like heal from that. So you're just like in the perpetual state of fight or flight, like when you are in pain or trying to manage pain. And the omglo <laughs> this is also because I'm a little bit stoned. <laughs> Omgladala. I don't even know how to Amgladala, say it. Amygdala, you know your the fight or flight. Your, your part of your brain. Amygdala. 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 I was going to say, hey, you can say whatever you want. It's amygdala. I don't know what the hell Hey, no big deal, about. guys. I took neuropsych. Well, yeah, actually, you know what, guys, though? But Jackie's actually a doctor, so she needs to know these I things. I am a doctor. Thank God there's a doctor, a doctor in the house. Yes. As someone who has dated two people who had opiate addictions, I guess I have the same you know. level of uh, knowledge about opiates. You totally know. So that's the part of the brain that is on high alert the whole time that you're in pain. And opiates literally reduce the number of pain signals that are sent to your brain. So they're controlling those signals that are going to the brain. So, like, that's no intense. Joke, if you're in serious pain, like, yeah, you may. And, like, by the way, opiates work for some people, some people, and they're like totally functional when they take them. And if you really need them, like, I say, like, try and figure out what works for you to, like, manage your well, pain through the day. Actually, but, I could talk about that. This yeah. is a little off topic, but I no, I, I don't mean to. I'm sure there are people out there right now who take opiates to, for, for pain management, but I, I can personally say that every single person in my life who has had to take opiates for a long period of time has become addicted to them. And it's yeah. like a really, it's something that I feel I don't know a lot about and I should be more educated, but it's something to me that just is like, Pretty despicable. And I don't mean to like shame anyone who who's doing sure. that at all right. um, or who truly, truly needs that. But um, I think 
the way in which they're kind of handed out and the 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 how blase it is um yeah. it's real i've seen people's like lives straight up get destroyed because of because of uh, a doctor was like oh yeah you you're in pain it's here take fix. this yeah. and then 6 months later like they're in a really bad place so i commend you for for switching to um yeah. flower yeah and the other the other thing too i just heard an npr story cuz obviously this is like a huge topic there's like oh yeah because 40, half of the country thousands. is addicted to opiates yeah. basically mm-hmm. it's 40,000 people or something like 40 a day like i looked it up before i came today like the, uh, those were some npr stats that i saw 40 people a day dying from opiate overdose which just feels like complete insanity and also they get prescribed like too much like I'm really small so if I actually were going to take the prescription that I had right now like they straight up should tell me you should take half of that or a quarter you're so tiny like yeah I don't need very much in my system to feel affected by anything but um they just correct they just hand them to people like there should be more instructions if you're a 225 pound man then take the whole pill if you're like, and I'm talking like, you know, I, I somewhat really, I'm, I'm totally agree with you that I just feel like they're so dangerous and overprescribed. But um, I did hear an NPR story like literally just a couple days ago about a veteran who was dealing with both PTSD and an injury and how like on opiates he was able to sustain a job and like do all these things mm-hmm. he couldn't do before. And the other huge problem we have in America is if you do make a decision, you're like, I want to wean off of this or try something else. Um, there's like no in between, and uh, and he his was taken away. His pain clinic got orders to reduce the amount everybody was taking like immediately. But it is a narcotic. Like you cannot go from one day to another day. On you have to like have time and help to make a change or to change over to marijuana. And those are like things, the resources to do that right now I guess like completely are non-existent according to that story so they cut his dosage without telling him and they're like eventually without telling him until he walked in to like get his normal script and then and then they're like we're cutting it we you have like a week or two weeks to go from like what you were on to nothing but they're like we can't beyond that we can't do anything we can give you like this amount for this amount of time so his life fell apart in the opposite way because he was functioning and normal on that drug and had no help going from that to zero and also being back in a sustained pain. And that's how people get into heroin. Yeah. Especially with no help, which just feels like insanity. Yeah. It's insane. The other reason why marijuana doesn't get um, prescribed as an alternative by doctors is marijuana is still a class one narcotic <laughs> yeah. in, in the United States of America. Well, yeah. you know, and all those stories, all those stories <laughs> about those guys who just smoke a bowl and just, you know, go crazy. Grow nuts. Yeah. When was the last time you smoked out of a bong and just wanted to murder a bunch of people yeah, every right? time, every single time. That's usually yeah. why I smoke marijuana. Cause I'm just like, you know what I haven't done in a while? <laughs> Killed somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Either with my car, maybe really like hurt angry. a loved one. Yeah. yeah. And angry yeah. through something. I feel. I feel like there's too much positivity and chillness in my life. Let's use. Let's get. I think we need some drama yeah. in here. Yeah. Um, I need some anxiety. I need some drama with extra marrow. A side of extra marrow. So are you? Are you doing THC, CBD? Like, are you like experimenting with different mix? Because what yes. some people don't know, especially in states that aren't California, where you know it's not legal, or Colorado, or Colorado, yeah. or Florida or, yeah. now actually too. Oh yeah. Florida's I Is believe it medicinal legal or medicinal, or but yeah. medicinal 
fentanyl, but, um, you know, there's different types of marijuana that you can have. There's THC, which is the stuff that kind of is the psychoactive substance, but then there's CBD, which is like more of a muscle relaxant, better for anxiety. I personally take CBD for my time of the month, month, munch, my time of the munch. (laughs) It is kind of like that. that. It is that my time of the munch. It's when I just munch on cookies. (laughs) Me too. Um, What a coincidence. (laughs) um, But it's a really, it, it helps with all those things where like traditionally for my period, I would take these like these, these like, really intense painkillers and I was like oh it's nice to have an alternative it's nice to have that option when what what do you end up taking now what are you what are you doing to manage your pain this is definitely just from my research because I am still learning so if um if you have THC and you you've been on opiates and you're like trying to make a transition like you actually do want THC for pain like if you were like kind of like in that high level of pain and also like indica strain treats pain better um, Mm -hmm. than the other strains as well. But THC, especially if you're not used to it, um, you have to be very careful with the doses. You're supposed to just take like three hits a day for pain management. Like that is like the recommended. So, um, but I left with like a lot of stuff because I'm going to try and work this week because I'm uh, technically a freelancer at my job. So like if I don't work, I don't make money. So I got CBD so that I could do work. And then I also got things with THC in it and I got a pen and I got gummies and I got microdosing mints. So um, like on days where I feel like I don't have to get a lot of work done, I'm definitely consuming some THC. And then on days where I feel like I'm going to have to do work, I'm going to try and just get by on CBD. So yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm doing for my pain right now. And the CCA that I went to, yes, was all women run. It's in Silver Lake. So if you live in LA and you're like looking to kind of like get yourself educated, they were incredibly knowledgeable about everything which is obviously their job but they're also rad and like unintimidating to talk to and run a very nice um environment for like literally i'm a person who literally has like smokes um once a year like before this experience so um i definitely was like okay i don't even know how much i'll be able to function on what so and it is trial and error because um uh marijuana is classified as a class one narcotic so that is the reason why Research to prove that this can be an alternative for opiates is really rare right now and sometimes prohibited depending on your state if it's like a state where nothing is legal, no medicinal, no nothing. So um, they haven't updated laws, narcotic laws on marijuana either in 40 years, Yeah, four zero years. So um, that's insanity and it's definitely like another problem who are – for people who want a pain um, alternative. It's interesting to me and I know very little about this. But I know the Trump administration is is constantly talking about opiates and saying like we you know this is a problem that we have in this country, and yet you know you have Jeff Sessions being like marijuana is possibly yes, worse than anything has ever specifically banned research like in the yeah. last year. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's like you have this problem in your country, and you have a possible solution that can help people, yes. and you're denying it. Completely, completely denying yeah. that this is uh, it's something that's that's can benefit the people because and and yeah. and, and I mean and I think we all know why like marijuana is illegal and why they think it's so terrible when it actually we know it's it's not you know yeah. what I mean I think it's a way of oppressing people and putting people in jail for yeah you know what I mean for for a little super to lighthearted episode <laughs> yeah today. we're feeling real good we're getting to the issues <laughs> I just think it's a very interesting. 
uh, it, it's so inter- how how it's so contradictive. Like that's such it a contradictive make any thing. Sense. It's so yeah. it makes it even more frustrating. You're like, okay, cool. That's like something I can get behind. Like saying, yeah. like, okay, this is a problem that we have in our country, and yeah, this is this is a problem. Yeah, let's fix it. But you're not go. You're not actually. You're not using what's available to you. Yeah, it feels for for something else. Yeah, totally insane. Yeah. Also, like whenever a state first legalizes marijuana, marijuana is newly legalized uh, beyond just medicinal purposes in California. They call it the gold rush. Like, Trump, yeah. you're a businessman. Like, economies do friggin' great. Colorado has yeah. had so much growth since they've legalized marijuana. Like, it just doesn't... You're a businessman, yo. You know. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Does is he, he know? know? <laughs> I was gonna Does say, I know. mean, he's been bankrupt a couple of times. I don't know. I don't know if he's actually a good business person yeah. or a good person in general. I mean, yeah. I think, yeah, I think people know that they just don't care um I th- yeah no it's, and that's a whole other issue uh, i yeah. think we're, you, let's talk about yeah. the first time we all got stoned yeah, yeah. let's uh, do it the first time that i got stoned uh was <laughs> when i was I like when i was in um i was probably a sophomore or junior in high school or maybe i was new to college like a freshman college i stayed home for college because i lived in new york city so mm-hmm. there was you know no need to really go and do that um, and weed was obviously in New York, like was not legal. So you had to go through methods to get it. And it was me, my best friend, Seth, who we referenced on last, yes, the episode we just recorded and a bunch of our friends. And we got this weed and we all smoked and I had smoked before, but it didn't hit. Remember, yeah. remember how it's like the first time you do yeah. it, you're not going to feel anything. And then it's yeah. the second time. And I was like, I, I've done this before. So I guess this isn't the first time Do- I smoked. It's the Dr. first time. Dr. Jackie. It's not the first time I smoked, but it's the first time I got high. Uh, and we smoked. And then I just remember like, whoa. I remember like sitting on the couch for like, and it being like, wow, I've been on this couch for two hours. And then I looked to the clock and two minutes had passed. Ah, my, that's one of the reasons why I like weed. My girlfriend was like, I asked my girlfriend if I could borrow her chapstick. And I like put it on. And then like, 10 minutes later, she's like, Jackie, did you give me back my chapstick? And I was just like, no, I, I, I'm pretty sure I did. Three hours later, I found it. I put it in my bra, like right in the in the crux of my bra. <laughs> nice. And then my my friend Fabio, who was a little bit younger, he kept closing. It was his apartment. And he kept closing all of the windows because he's like, we got to close these windows, guys. And we're like, why, Fabio? He's like, a polar bear can get through that window. <laughs> Are there polar, polar bears bear? where you were? Oh, yeah, in Queens. They're pretty native to yeah. uh, to Bayside, Queens. I was going to mm-hmm. say, there's a zoo near there, right? Yeah, a lot of polar. It's a polar yeah. bear problem, actually. It's a, yeah, it's a problem. There especially... are more polar bears per capita in uh, Bayside, Queens, <laughs> than there are squirrels. I never heard know that. when they, they the want trees. a Scooby snack, when a polar bear is just on a hunt for one of those sweet Scoobies. Yeah, so, right? <laughs> that was the first time I got high. Um, oh, my turn. Is it my turn? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I was in college. It wasn't the first time I, that I had smoked. But it was the first time that I got high, I guess, I think, question mark. I think, you know, you have that like, this This is what I defined as my first experience. So uh, I went to a college that was kind of implanted um, in the middle of a cornfield, like just kind of dropped which, there. Which just one? bloop. Uh, to Sales <laughs> University. Okay. We bring learning to life, you guys. Um, Yeah, in the middle of nowhere, Pennsylvania. And um, so we had this little basement in in a building called Dueling. And it used to be the original theater 
that was on campus. And it was real basic, real, I mean, very low ceiling, real 70s, real, real good feels. And we snuck into the building and we watched this movie on the projection screen in this theater called, oh God, what is it called? Glass Broken Mirror? No, black, not Black Mirror, but it was like Mirror Mask. Yes, I she got, got it. it. I got she got it, it guys. She <laughs> got it. So we watched this trippy movie, not high, mind you, which we probably should have been. Yeah. And we sneak out of the building, you know, and a bunch of my friends were ready to go home. And I was, ah, I'm not ready to go home yet. There's nothing to do here. And a bunch of the guys were like, well, we're going to go do a loop. I'm like, what's a loop? And they're like, <laughs> yeah, take a, a loop around around uh, the like the neighborhood. There were all these mansions that were around oh, yeah, this yeah, cornfield, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So I was like, yeah, I'll fucking do a loop. Let's do a loop. I get in and I guess we, I don't even remember where we smoked. I don't know if we smoked in the car or out of the car. Sounds like you did it on the walk. It sounds like we did it on the loop. In the car, taking a walk is like a jar. Like we a were term. in the car. We like we we did. Oh, like, you weren't we outside. Were, the loop was the drive. So yeah. we had a driver who was very responsible. Thank you, mom, if she actually listens to this. And um, so we did a loop, and I had a freaking blast. It was like the first. I was in the back seat. Wait, wait, I your was, mom was driving you guys? No, no, no. My mom <laughs> listens to the podcast, and she probably doesn't know. This so was, I just had an amazing image of your mom driving the loop My of the cornfield. So cool, you guys, <laughs> Chrissy for the win. And she's a cool mom. You guys are like hot box in the car. Hot box in that car with driving. my mom. I wouldn't even mind getting my mom high. I think it would be fucking great. I think she'd be so much fun, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> but yeah, we like we went for a drive and like I got, you know, we went because I grew up in this area sort of. It was like, you know, there were certain towns or like certain areas that we were in that. It was just so much fun. It was just fun to like drive around and see these things and do these things. And we just drove around, got high, and had a lot of laughs and a lot of inside jokes after that. And I remember just be sitting on the couch in my living room at the end of the night and just saying, this is one of the best nights of my life. Like it just <laughs> felt so good and it was just fun. And I let myself relax. Yeah. And my anxiety, any social anxiety that I have or like oh, anything like that. Oh, your social like anxiety that, is gone. Oh, it just feels so nice. And I got a little paranoid. Like we went to get gas and I was like, oh my God, that guy knows I'm high. Oh my God, that guy fucking knows. And they're like, Amanda, that guy doesn't know because you're in a car and he's in a building far away from you. He doesn't know, kid. And I was like, but he probably, I'm going to hide my face. They're like, hey, by you hiding your face, he's going to know more than if you were just like <laughs> completely cool right now. But it was a great time. It let's was a good time. Get, that's amazing. But it's so weird our societal notions of being fearful it's shameful. or are yeah, exactly. It's shameful. People who get stoned, it's funny because honestly, if you if you knew how much weed that I smoked, you'd be like, you're, whoa, how gross. But I'm a contributing member to society. I have a job. I'm very responsible. You have a bunch I of projects up, that you I work at. a ton of very, fucking projects. You're very dependable. Thank you. And I just think that that that, that social stigma, I, sometimes I still feel that. You yeah, know? because we grew up where they fried an egg and they're like, this is your brain. This is your brain on drugs. And your egg is frying and you're like, is, is marijuana going to fry my brain? Yeah, like, and I it feel like when you're no, little, it fries, you're like... it fries your ovaries. <laughs> Does it? No. Oh. 
That'd like, be amazing birth really? control, though, wouldn't it? Great, because my uterus is just going to plop on out if Lin- that's the case. <laughs> Lindsay, what was the first time you got high? And then we'll go into a GPIRL. I was yeah. just trying to remember that as you guys were telling your stories, because as I mentioned, like smoking in general has been so few and far between for me. But my parents do get high, and I have gotten high with my parents, which is great. And I also remember... Being feeling like I let my dad down when I was home from like my first trip from college. I went to University of Florida, which is a huge party school, also a great school, but big party school. And I was sober all through undergrad because I was a huge nerd and I, I wanted to move to a city. So I left there like early and graduated early, blah, blah, blah. But I came home from UF and my dad's like, hey, hey. You got any grass? <laughs> and I did. Your shake it not. off dad was like, you got any grass? Yeah. Shake it off. <laughs> Do you have any grass? <laughs> and I did not. And I felt like I let him down. Like I, I had not become cool in college yet. It took like going to film school to like loosen Lindsay up. But uh, my very first time I think I've, I smoked with film school buddies. So like um, not until graduate school. And same thing. Like I don't. I wish I could remember the first time I got really high. It might be with my family, honestly, because my brother loves marijuana and, like, knows everything about it. And so he usually has things, like, when the family gets all together, my dad will send him, like, a request list because this is, like, the days where you still need your card. I'm thinking, like, in California, my brother's like, I can always get you guys anything because he had his card forever. And so he would always have things. He's had, had things for us on vacations. So I've been stoned with my whole family. That's so um, fun, though. Before Good going to an art gallery. That was That's great. great. That's so great. One Thanksgiving, we're like all stoned at the art That gallery. sounds like an amazing Thanksgiving. Like <laughs> everyone the has these Thanksgiving. horrible Thanksgivings <laughs> with their families where they're just like all fighting and you guys are just like having <laughs> yeah. fun and eating we're turkey. Stoned. Exactly. We're stoned. We're seeing art. We're eating food. <laughs> like, we're having exactly. a good time. Exactly. But we've amazing. definitely gotten my mom and dad two stones. We've gotten Aww. both of them two stoned a couple times. That's I've gotten but. my dad really drunk. I got my dad super drunk once and it was mind-blowing because it was just me watching a man, an older man version of me get drunk and it was an uh, it was incredible to watch that because I was like, oh my god, I do the same things. We're the same person. <laughs> and it's it's it, I can't imagine if I watched. My mom would be a hoot and a holler. Watching my dad get stoned for the first time would be like, a, I'm sure a very similar experience of like watching me get high for the first time for sure. <laughs> That's awesome for sure. GPIRL. Let's do it. Do we got it. This yeah. is like a very show and tell segment. Oh, is that a today. dom pen? Yes. I, I love, love the dom, dom pen. pen. What's the dom pen? Um, I mean, it's one of the, I guess they've marked themselves as the most powerful vape pen on the market. Because I just Googled them as, after the fact that I bought this. But, um, uh, I like to Google my purchases after. I know. I know. Well, I was like, I was just really on the marijuana train when I was in a lot of pain a couple days ago. So <laughs> like, I was like, and this, just and this, get and this. me there. <laughs> just take me to the place. Um, 
So I have a honey, a honey citrus CBD. I've, I've had this one before. Oh, I've yeah. owned this. This is a great pen. It's very nice. Yeah. And you can recycle your pens. And if you go to an actual place to purchase things um, instead of having them delivered, usually they will reward you with free things if you bring your pens in to recycle. So oh, that is a fun fact about your really vape good pens. Yeah, yeah. So it's very nice. It's very light. It's very easy to use. I also... Um, I hate actually the sensation of smoke, so I but I do really like uh, vape pens. But smoking like a full on joint, like I just have never smoked cigarettes, and I've smoked so little marijuana that for me it like really makes me cough and it kind of hurts my lungs. So like all these new ways to consume marijuana are That's very awesome. rad. <laughs> very rad. So I'm um, um, here's the pen. Yeah. It looks, it's. Super cool looking. It's just like a white metal style tube. It might not be actually metal, but you know, it's like nice sleek. Uh, it has three holes on the side where I guess you could you see can the see juice. the juice, yeah, because yeah. yeah. they're disposable. That's <laughs> what I like about the disposable pens because if you get like the full rig and then you lose it, you're like, great, yeah. <laughs> right, right. And I take a few yeah. pictures. Oh, they also these. market themselves as like just dis- very discreet. Um, I did a hit when I was in my lift and didn't ask permission. So I don't did they say anything? I don't think he noticed. <laughs> He's like, uh, we're in California. He's like, whatever. You do whatever yeah. you want, man. Well, that's <laughs> the other thing about vape, too, is you don't have to feel so bad about smoke or any of that business. Yeah, yeah. You, they often smell very lovely um if you if you can smell the amount of smoke coming out of and this is just cbd so the cbd is so yeah so this isn't going to necessarily get you well no it's four to one there's thc in there yeah there is oh this in the pen so there's so for every like four hits of this you get like one hit of cbd um no there's cb there's t no i'm sorry for every four hits of cbd you get one hit of thc there's thc in there i have that pen that pen if i puff it a couple times will get me uh a little, yeah. yeah. A little, just a you little. You feel good, yeah. Yeah. I don't, um, beep, boop. I, don't I don't mind a beep boop, you know. Totally. The other amazing thing that uh, marijuana helps with is inflammation, and my knee was very swollen, and I don't know if I can attribute this to marijuana or the amount of ibuprofen that I am taking, like on subscription, but. I have seen huge noticeable difference every day of the swelling going down, mm-hmm. which is very great. <laughs> and I see you have something else. Yeah, I have um, microdose mints. My friend actually bought those. That's what she calls them, but I don't know if they're really called that. But I can't tell you exactly because I don't know the packaging. But um, for a small person, I get very stoned consuming a mi- on the microdose. Yes, I do. Oh, okay. yeah. Well, you yeah. also, I mean, like, <laughs> it's a. Pe- it also depends on like how. Yeah, it's de- you get a tolerance for it. Sure, for sure. sure. Like yeah. I think that. Um, the amount that you probably consume versus like an amount I would have to consume to feel the same way would be different sure. because I've been doing it for yeah. years. Yeah. <laughs> but that's really And then I got great traditional gummies. These are just oh, traditional man. gummies. Uh, and it's like one per. Here's my thing with gummies that I I one time, I'll do a story. I one time ate a, like a ribbon candy. Because you know how to say all the go. proper ingredients. You say all the proper stuff. <laughs> um, and I ate this. It was from Colorado. It was while I was in New York. And it was a sour um, gummy rainbow ribbon. Yes. And I ate the whole ribbon because you think like, yeah, it's a piece of candy. And you it's would just delicious. Consume, it's delicious. Right. I ate the whole thing. I was destroyed and I was at a comedy show with my improv team at the time and I actually had to be like please if I 
if I tweak out in middle of the show, please know that I don't want everyone to know I'm high because there is a weird shame about I felt shame about it because no one else was. And I was like, if if I leave, can you leave with me? Because I don't know where like I'm just you're going to have to help me. And I'm like holding onto his arm the whole time. But it's nice that those are smaller because then you know how much you can have. This is yes. actually pretty low dosage. This is 7.5 milligrams THC per cube. Per cube. Per cube. Are they delicious? They are. They're yeah. They totally taste like gummies you would eat as a kid at the candy store. Yeah. 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 Um, I'm so excited to go back and <laughs> buy more. And, and spend more money. Yeah. Yeah. Is, there, is, is there anything that you haven't tried uh, THC or CBD-wise, or is there, like, something you're looking forward to in yeah, the next I'm time really you're there Yeah, I'm looking calling? forward to getting stuff that you can actually rub on your body, like mm-hmm. muscle rubs. Oh, I have that. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. It's great. Yeah, it helps you out? Mm-hmm. I use it for my period. Yeah. I need to get on I gave that. it to you once for a headache. Remember? You put you it did. on your temples. I did, and I had a horrible migraine, and you it did. did help. Yeah. There you anyway, go. That's, like, what I really, I really want some of that. And then, yeah, I'm just, like, again, such a new stoner. I'm such right. a baby well, stoner. Welcome. A welcome. stoner. <laughs> welcome. Welcome Hooray. to the wonderful world of marijuana. Your life will never be the same but also be pretty much the same I, I think it's I think it's pretty great you won't um, have a hangover anymore yeah you don't yes. get hangovers anymore you and just gotta like you gotta listen to your body and figure out like what's the right stuff for you and yeah, you know yeah, you can totally. do it you don't have to do it yeah yeah and that's a disclaimer won't judge you yeah that's a disclaimer for like anybody who's listening who hasn't tried uh, THC or CBD before hey that's like, fine take your time if you're interested in it do your research, yeah. I think, is something that's important. I think, like, going to a live place for your first time where you can talk to a bud tender, <laughs> bud tendress, whichever you are visiting, then they can really help you and you can say, like, what you're really looking you're for. Because, you know, it treats so many things. It helps cancer patients. It helps with anxiety. It just so many things. And I, like, wrote down the reasons why <laughs> it helps your brain um, that I'll say, like, versus... Uh, so it's so effective in treating ailments because it mimics an internal chemical harm reduction system in the body called the endocannabid production system. So, you know, sleep, appetite, pain, immune system functions, mm-hmm. so many good positive things. And I have anxiety and I literally am like, why have I not been buying marijuana really all the great. time? I think it's everyone, really great. Uh, uh, not to not to belittle your anxiety because I have it too, <laughs> but I truly think that like every person living on planet Earth right now, probably in the United States, has like a mild level of anxiety yes. at all times. All yeah. times. Um, yes. So I think literally everyone, unless you are like living in a hidey hole and have right. a bajillion dollars, like you probably have some level of anxiety. Yes. Um, and weed can help with that. CBD is amazing right. for anxiety. Like I personally, yes. like for for my stuff, like I just it just helps me give less fucks yeah it's just i think it just kind of allows you to think critically you know what i mean it allows you to not think in a way you're just like okay these are the facts as opposed to this is how i feel about something it kind of like calms that like i guess it calms my voice down a little bit and like this judge and like that anxiety like spin out of worry yeah yeah and you're just able to be like okay i'm here (laughs) I'm in the moment, I'm enjoying myself, and okay, these are the things I have to get done today, and I will get them done. Like, I, uh, it's a li- everything's a little bit more manageable, at least in my experience. My therapist calls anxiety uh, fake news that your brain creates. Yeah. Y- yeah. 
That makes so much sense. That's a um, wonderful analogy. Yeah. Lindsay, what do you want to plug? Oh, well, I have a podcast called Ooh. Welcome to the Clam Bake. Um, it's the opposite of a sausage fest. I co-host with Angela Golnar. Each week we have a new guest, so we can talk about the challenges, triumphs, and follies of feminism and how to be better feminists. And it's like another thing that's changed my life. It was so fun to start and do, and it's so great. And then... Um, I don't know, I'm a screenwriter. If you want to hire me, I'm a director. Hire me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if we were, if we wanted to reach you for that purpose, how would we reach yeah, you? Yeah, you can reach me on my Instagram, which is Lynn's Snaps. Um, you can reach me on the Twitters, which is just my name, Lindsay Stidham. You can email me directly, lindsstid at gmail.com. First half of my first name, first half of my last name. And uh, I'm writing some movies that I, I'm not allowed to talk about yet, which is always, like, exciting to have those, like, secret things. And so, you know, hopefully, like, um, in a year, like, look for my name on a movie. <laughs> I yeah! love it. Yeah. Thanks so much for coming on, Lindsay. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for having me. No the co-hosts of the podcast Hella Hella in Your your 30s. 30s. This podcast is all about diets, hobbies, never dying, never dying, Fitbits. I'm going to try to moisturize my face more. Yeah, alcohol. Should we drink more or less? (laughs) Cheap Chipotle dates for two. We bring you hot episodes every Monday from Campfire Media, so make sure to subscribe on Apple or wherever you get your podcasts. Campfire.